0: I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? What better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show hi everybody welcome to the rp show i hope we're good i think we're good lost you there for a second how's that for a start we're live and i hope you're ready for a whole lot of fun here on episode number 1075 of your favorite daytime sports talk show i am here as you see in the south florida studio darren moose dupont is in toronto in the game plus studio and uh hey moose how's it going my dude what's what's popping what's the toronto vibe today
1: it's going good um, it's hot it's it's kind of busy there's a little buzz happening here, so uh, everything's going well.
0: okay, good to hear. well, listen. I got some fun things. We have breaking news as we go. I will tell people that the e m j marketing text line is open nine oh two five one 8 Ready to rock. EMJ Marketing provides the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. Couple things. Our guest list include Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk to preview the Banjo Bowl. We've got Lucky Whitehead of the BC Lions in our weekly CFL Players Association Player Spotlight. And then Chris Dingman, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche is going to be with us an hour or two. And the reason that came up was, obviously, hockey season almost upon us, and we were at the Days Inn in uh, Calgary a couple weeks ago. Serena came to the room, and she goes, Hey, you're not going to believe there is a behemoth working out in the gym downstairs, like an absolute man-child downstairs. I said, Oh, okay, i got to go check this out. Went down and worked out with him. It was Chris Dingman. And I said, that just happened to be Chris Dingman. And we ended up having this huge hockey talk down there. And I'm like, I got to get you on the show again. He's been on before, but now I feel like I really know him. Dingman's going to be with us an hour too. two. And Moose, here's another one. You hear Lawn Guy. He's back. He's live. That's part of the reason why we've got the live background here, because people have said, you're back in Florida. Where's Lawn Guy? Where's all the cool things that have been going on when you're in Florida? I said, yeah, we got to bring him back. And every Wednesday morning... Every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m., my club meets at the clubhouse. And I got to tell you this it's since January I've been going there. And they told me earlier this week, it was late last week, actually, they said, Why are you coming? Yeah, not that we don't love you, but why are you coming to this clubhouse? It's a 20 minute drive. There's a clubhouse like five minutes from your house. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know that. So this morning, I go to a new clubhouse. I meet a bunch of new people. And uh, one of the guys, is uh, from canada from eastern canada i just met him all of a sudden we're best friends we exchanged numbers we're facebook friends and it brought up this point one can you hit the quick six show horn please director jordan please okay. <laughs> Yes. and i have to re- i reminded myself that i'm not this show is not going to be just football and hockey even though it's our primary focus because as we were leaving he's like are you watching the game this morning i'm like i'm sorry what game He's like, oh, my God, you've been down here too long. What he was talking about is this, point one. Luka Doncic argued with the referees all night, and that's why he wasn't around in the final minutes as Canada clinched a trip to the Basketball World Cup semifinals. Shea Gilgis Alexander of Hamilton scored 31 points. R.J. Barrett added 24. And Canada topped Slovenia 100-89 to this morning. The win sends Canada to the semifinals against serbia on friday it's the first time canada's ever made it that far and don Cic had 26 points for serbia but was ejected with 637 to go after picking up his second technical of the game both of them coming after he argued with referees over calls or non-calls so canada's moving on Whoop whoop. we'll talk about the other semifinal usa's in that but darren you're in toronto you understand FIBA, this ain't playing out huge in Western Canada, North, South, uh, North, South Florida, but is it where you are?
1: It's starting to, it is for sure. I mean, the games at some points have been at really early points in the morning, right? So you're not getting a huge audience, but people are following it it and there's buzz here. It's on my social media feeds and it is really cool to see what this team has done. And for the first time, it feels like in my memory, the best players from Canada are choosing to play for the national team. Not when you used to see all the NBA guys say, no, I got to rest up for the season. No, I'm going to pass. No, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. They don't have everybody, but they've got a lot of great players who are committing to playing for their country, and I think that is awesome. And you're seeing the results of how good Canada is in international basketball.
0: Uh, It's great. It's all I'll say about basketball, but Canada's into the semis, and... uh... I knew that we were becoming a great basketball country, so it doesn't really surprise me, but I wasn't racing home to watch the game. I had to tell him, my new friend, I'll catch the highlights. So point two is we move on, and I appreciate everybody writing in on the streams, but just hold on. Darren's going to be with us for a lot of the two hours today. Hustler's coming up in the next segment, so we do got to kind of speed it up, but we will talk about Canadian Football League stuff later on. Right now, I want to talk about point two, two things. NFL fantasy. And the NFL power rankings are out from USA Today. You have to remember, this is the first week of the regular season. This is one of the most exciting times of the year because everybody's tied for first place because these power rankings will all change after this week. So before I get into those, you were in a fantasy draft last night. Tell me who went number one.
1: Yeah, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings. I believe for the first time in a while, consensus, consensus number one pick across the board. Uh,
0: So you had the second overall pick in your fantasy draft?
1: I did. And I decided to take Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. He was projected by most to go two. So I went with him number two. And um, then it kind of is a bit of a crapshoot as to who goes after that. But it was a fun, fun fantasy draft. The only one I'm in. I'm not one of those guys that's in two, three, four, five fantasy drafts. I pick one, and that's it.
0: Trust me, I get the excitement. But trust me as well, nobody cares about your fantasy team, Darren. That's the only time I'll ask you all fall how it's going. Okay. Now, moving on, I, I took the liberty to write down the power rings because that's pretty interesting, too. I just like to get everybody's opinion. It doesn't mean I necessarily have to go with what everybody's saying. But this won't surprise you and i should have told you i was going to go with power rankings because i might have asked what yours were but i number one from usa today and while i don't really like their left wing leanings of their news and sports coverage i do like the job they do of covering the nfl number one they got the kansas city chiefs and why would you not have the defending champion coming back and number two they have the philadelphia eagles who's the defending runner-up coming back after that, it gets a little dicey, right? Number three, those Cincinnati Bengals you just talked about. Number four, the San Francisco 49ers, which I understand. Very exciting conference final appearance last year. Number five, the Buffalo Bills. Six, the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And eight, the Baltimore Ravens. And what's interesting about that is the Cowboys, I've seen picks for the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl. that didn't even make the top eight. So it's not saying that it's right, but man, I guess my point is it's fun to read all this stuff, Darren, but we can't necessarily put a ton of stock into them.
1: You know what I'm saying? You can't. Yeah, you can't. Um, The one for me of that list, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are too high. You know, we're watching the coverage and there's a lot of conversation about can the Pittsburgh Steelers be a playoff team this year? Not a top seven team in the, in, the, in the league and maybe challenged to get in a Super Bowl, but can they make the playoffs? And there's a, a real belief that this is, can be a playoff team. So I think they're ranked probably too high for that list uh, today, but that's what makes it fun, the, the conversation back and forth.
0: Now, it's going on year three that I've covered the Dolphins and the Florida Panthers, and I talked to the Panthers this morning. It's taken me a while to figure things out, but that's okay. I'm dumb. We've all established that. That's not news. So I told you we're starting the Cats and Bolts podcast. Serena and I, our first episode is going to be next week. And then we're going to the Panthers prospects tournament in Estero, Florida, where they're playing the Lightning, Hurricanes, and Predators prospects there in Estero. Well, then we're going to come back and record another podcast because we have people down here complaining to me that they don't like the CFL talk. And I'm like, guys, guys. I'm not ash canning the CFL talk. It's in my DNA. So if you don't like it, don't watch. But I can't go away from what's important and what's best for the show. And they said, okay, cool. Well, they're starting to watch a little bit of CFL. But I'm like, you're going to like our Cats and Bolts podcast where we talk about the Panthers and the Lightning, which incidentally tonight I'm on a Twitter space at 8.05 Eastern from my personal account previewing the Atlantic Division. That's one. Two moose, I was told that I should do an FAU Owls football podcast. And this is what's going around this town. Wait, stop talking about me. It's just like at home. I got people texting me going, are you, are you is it true you're a photographer for the FAU, FAU Owls football? <laughs> sure. But I'm not doing an Owls football podcast because I'm not passionate about it. I don't know enough about it. But I'm passionate enough about the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning and the National Hockey League and my co-host. That's going to be a success. So it's going to be starting next week, the Cats and Bolts podcast. Now moving on. Uh, interestingly, I'll just say this: the NHL Power Rankings are out in moose. This is from NHL.com. Next hour you and I are going to spend you and I are going to spend more time on that? Because even that, like, I don't understand. They should submit these NHL.com writers to drug tests. Before they ask them to vote on things like the power rankings. Because do you even watch the games? Moving on, point three, Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League. That's the poll we do every Wednesday. And it's brought to you by Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. And yes, I know it's 1111 Central for those that love numerology like me. 1111, I tell you what, visualize a positive outcome of whatever situation you're in. And I can tell you right now that I'm living proof that it does work. It works if you work it. So the poll question is Canada's Game of the Week, and the games are these. Friday, Hamilton at Ottawa. Saturday, triple header. Everybody's bouncing about that across the CFL and Canada. And CFL fans, because there are many in America. Montreal at Toronto. Sask at Winnipeg. Calgary at Edmonton. Those are your four games, and I don't even know why we run a poll on these Wednesdays, particularly this time of year, Moose, because running away with it is the Banjo Bowl for a million reasons. On the field and off. And I didn't write down the point spreads. I will wait till Friday when we play deal or no deal, which we'll also play NFL dealer, no don't deal. you? Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's just so good when it hits your lips, Moose. But I'm voting Saskat, Winnipeg, Banjo Bowl, Canada's Game of the
1: Week. You? Yeah, I'm voting that as well. Just because, not <clears throat> just because of the controversy around the suspension, but also with how close the game was and the rematch. And I always think there's a lot of intrigue there. So for me, that's got my vote. Saskatchewan Winnipeg, as it does most everybody, I think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's winning it. Uh, just checking in on the comments. Ted in Red Deer says Cats and Bolts podcast, Rod and Serena. What a fantastic idea. Can't wait. I know, right? You got to. I'm happy that Darren came down for our thousandth. Episode of the show because you, now you have a lay of the land. We got people giving us stuff to put on the set of the podcast lightning stuff, license plates. Thank you, Dodge family, Panthers stuff, towels, blah, 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 blah. So, it, 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 in today's world, but there's so many podcasts out there talking about everything from soup to nuts to fitness to sports to your cat. You got to give people what they want. And if they want to just talk about the Panthers and the Lightning and that's all they want, that's all they're going to want to watch. Can't force them to sit down through 10 minutes of CFL talk if they're not into it. I Trust me, I get it. Um, Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, USA Today, left-leaning? Huh? LOL. Dude, If you, you clearly don't read it that often if you don't think they lean to the left. Our CFL coverage, by the way, is brought to you by, in part by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beer. Check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. And our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head down to the tap room Thursday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. in Calgary. Check out Common... Crown Brewing Company at CommonCrown.ca. They're at 28th Street Northeast in Calgary, just like overtime hockey lanes. Point six, the visiting Toronto Blue Jays erupted for six runs in the seventh inning to snap a scoreless tie and then cruised to a 7-1 win over the Oakland A's on Tuesday. The Jays, winners of three in a row, got a strong performance from pitcher Chris Bassett, who went eight innings, giving up seven hits and striking out seven in his 14th win of the season. With the win, Toronto moved into the third AL wildcard spot, half a game ahead of the Texas Rangers. We have two minutes, Moose. The floor is yours. Of all those things, NFL fantasy power rankings, NHL power rankings,
1: uh, Blue Jays, FIBA. Well, Go. we got two minutes. You got to tell me. You said the Cowboys yeah. aren't in the top ten. Do you have the full list? No, I okay. stopped at eight because <laughs> that's, that's all the room say, that I, I got had. It. For, I got to know where the Cowboys are, and I got to know where the Titans are, because I think they'll be somewhere in. Neither, yeah, the they're play. not yes. even. You
0: can't find the tit- You can't find <laughs> the Titans with sonar <laughs> or radar. But the That's NHL what, power yeah. rankings from NHL.com, by the way, if you want to know those: one, Vegas; two, Carolina; three, Dallas; four, Colorado; five, New Jersey; six, Edmonton; seven, Toronto; eight, Tampa Bay; nine, Florida. And I didn't write the 10th team. Wow. But, uh, and I I, I joke somewhat, I mean, those are all really good teams, but I'm kind of thinking the New Jersey Devils might be a mirage. They were the team of the year last year, right? They surprised everybody all the way. Yes. Will they do it again. I'm not sold on New Jersey. And, hey, both Florida, two top nine teams play in my backyard, almost literally the Panthers and the Lightning. How lucky of a guy am I? Do you argue with any of those?
1: Yeah, I think you know Vegas is probably a little high. I know they won the Cup, so it's like they're anointed number one no matter what. Um, but no, I, I don't know if you can argue too much with those. Um, I'm curious about New Jersey, too. Everybody's got Jersey as a top team in the East and maybe to the Stanley Cup, and I'm not sure if they can repeat. I think they overachieved last year. I think they'll be good, but I don't know if, they can, if that should be the expectation for that team this year. I really don't.
0: Okay, Uh, we are good. I'll see you in hour two. Sounds good. Hustler Patterson coming up next from Winnipeg Sports Talk. We'll preview the Banjo Bowl, uh, the Chiefs season as they kick it off on opening night. A lot of things to get to. Text lines open 902-518-3033. We'll return in a GIF on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. rp show continues game plus television which is available all across manitoba on bell mts cable channel 1190 we're so glad that hustler patterson could sneak us in he's one of the busiest guys in show business from winnipeg sports talk and i was on his show yesterday i feel like we didn't get to all of the discussion and by the way Hust, our friend don mitchell navy don writes in from Ottawa. He is it looks like tempers have eased from yesterday He's referring to the volatility coming out of uh, Labor Day Classic weekend. What's the vibe there in Bomberland, man? Heading into Saturday night's you know game at IG Field.
3: Roddy, first off, the vibe in vom- fan- inland, and of course, you go way back with Bomber fans uh, as the longtime voice of the Riders. I was checking out the YouTube comments before we came on. There was actually a lot of love for Rod. You know, sometimes in wrestling, we talk about the heel turn. You, I think, have had the face turn for addressing huh. what happened, on, what happened on, uh, on the weekend in the Labor Day Classic with, uh, with I think, a, a lot of common sense to it. Um, anyways, people were impressed with the conversation we had yesterday. There's a lot of angles to this. Um, there still will be a lot of fans on both sides that are going to be fired up as they should be for Saturday afternoon. Um, but, man, we had a hell of a game, and it's certainly given us a lot to chew on as these teams get ready for the rematch Saturday afternoon here in the Peg.
0: There's no doubt, and I thank the Winnipeg people for that, and I also want to say it's a lot easier to do this job when you don't care who wins. I think you would agree. <laughs> You've been doing tight care, so you see things a little better. The one-game suspension to Pete Robertson, by the way, how did you feel about it?
3: Um, I mean, listen, I wasn't surprised. I think when you have such an egregious cheap shot on the back-to-back MOP, if there is ever a time where they're going to err on the side of caution or discipline, this was going to be it. Um, you know, listen, the Bombers were justifiably pissed off afterwards, I think on a couple of things. First of all, on what Robertson did, but more so that they let the riders off the hook Um, They were gift wrapped, one of the, you know, glorious, well, basically they were gift wrapped four points in a very tight game in the fourth quarter by arguably the stupidest penalty you will ever see watching football. Um, And they didn't close the door. They didn't finish the job. Um, So I think they were angry about that. As far as the suspension goes, um, listen, it it is a, uh, it, it was egregious. It was dumb. It was dangerous. And, Everyone was talking about it. Um, I know there were some people that thought it was going to be more than a game. I I mean, I never thought that. In other cases, if it was, listen, if this was in a 40-10 to game against a third-string quarterback, are we talking about a fine? Well, I think there's a good chance of that. Um, But I don't blame the CFL, especially considering the heat they've been taking for protecting quarterbacks and knowing how important they are to the game. Um, to give Pete Robertson that one-game suspension. But, I mean, man, was that dumb, Rod? I, and, I mean, the Bombers are kicking themselves because that should have been the chance that they received that they didn't necessarily deserve, um, you know, to help win that football game. But credit to the Riders for um, coming back, making it happen. I think the Bombers did a couple things, maybe to help the Riders in that case as well. And we got an OT Classic and a hell of a rematch coming up well
0: uh, is it so bad to hate let's just go back these two like i think they hate each other I mean leave me out of it and you but it's good for business but <laughs> both <laughs> games are sold out i mean let's just talk about some past ones darian Durant's career was ostensibly injured in the banjo or sorry finished in the 2014 banjo bowl i remember uh Chamberlain and O'Shea, like, colliding like Rams at midfield before the game one night. Smoke going off. Like, like this is this is what you want, right?
3: Oh, it, listen, I, I I really do believe that this is far and away the best rivalry in the Canadian football league. And, and you know, it, it doesn't matter. We've always said that's all. Oh, you can throw the records out when these teams play. I mean, there's some truth to that. I remember taking a couple busloads of Bomber fans down. And I guess it was, what, 2011? Bombers were seven and one. Riders were one and seven. Well, the Riders swept. I mean, they won the game, got to two and seven, and then came here and won. Um, I also remember being in the stands when the Bombers got embarrassed 52 nothing, and we sat at the top of the Taylor Field chanting, All we want's a rouge. So there has been ups and downs. Having these teams competitive. Having games like we saw on the weekend is great for both clubs. It's great for the Canadian Football League. It's great for the broadcasters. And I'll tell you what, having all the extracurriculars and all the smoke coming out of that game is great for people like you and me that want to talk about compelling matchups that, that really get the emotion going in fans. And uh, I'll tell you what, th- these two weeks, Bombers, Riders, when you talk about the CFL, I don't think there's a more emotional period for fans that are so dialed in on both sides than what we're going through right now. And uh, that is a very good thing for the league and uh, certainly for guys like us, Rod.
0: Uh, Just before we move on to the National Football League, just the rest of the games this week, and it is our key auto group poll today, what's the game of the week in the CFL, and running away with it is the Banjo Bowl. But the others are... Hamilton at Ottawa Friday night, and then that triple header Saturday that everybody's talking about, Montreal at Toronto, Calgary at Edmonton. Has anybody in your mind ran away with it and or anybody completely out of it as we're really in the official second half here now?
3: Well, uh, I I mean, the Yargos are pretty close to running away with the East. Um, But I'll tell you what, I mean, it looked like, depending on what happened, I mean, going into last week, BC had lost a couple games, including an inexplicable faceplant at home against the Ticats, who had just lost at home to the Elks. Um, But they got their win. And listen, the Riders did the CFL a big, big favor uh, with that win. Because, I mean, it's game on again in the West. First of all, the Riders are at 6-5. and And say what you will about how they got to 5-5 and before last week's win against Winnipeg. I mean, they are right there. BC's come back a little bit. And I mean I think there's three teams legitimately in the race in the West right now. Um you had the possibility of the Bombers not only clinching a playoff spot but you know being two maybe three games up on BC and I think that would have been a little anticlimactic. So to me there's three teams battling in the West. I mean it'll be up to Calgary to you know build on that thrilling comeback when they had over Edmonton and potentially put themselves in a position for a, uh, a crossover. Although, to be honest, I think they're going to have to play much better than they have so far this year if they want to make a reality. Um, and in a lot of ways, I mean, it just sort of feels like Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, BC are going to battle for the West. And uh, whoever wins that is going to get a chance to take a shot at the defending champion Argos, who have looked very much like champions so far this season.
0: Everybody, I encourage you to download the Bet Regal app, our exclusive and official betting partner, your Kansas City Chiefs, the number one team in the power rankings going into the season. Hus, Thursday night, they uh, open it all at home against Detroit. Chiefs favored by four and a half. What do you think on that line? And are they going to repeat?
3: Well, down to four and a half. I'll be honest. That's the lowest, uh, the lowest number I've heard so far for this game. But a lot of it has to do with the news coming out of Chiefs practice yesterday The Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee. Now, apparently there's no um, ACL, MCL damage, which is great. But man, I mean, you know, getting injured 48 hours before the opening game of the season, not ideal. This team's already going to be without Chris Jones, who hasn't signed his contract. That's a massive loss. He is far and away their most impactful defensive player. LeJarius Sneed, uh, uh, you know, their uh, elite corner, he's been banged up. He's sort of up in the air. So they're not in a great spot health-wise, unfortunately, going into game one of the season. But they got Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) They got Andy Reid. As far as the line goes, I mean, this opened at 7 when the schedule came out. It was basically 6.5 up until last week. And now there's some steam coming in on the Detroit Lions. I'm high on Detroit. I think they're going to be a really fun team. Uh, I think they'll be a playoff team. We remember what they started one and seven and then had that great second half and just fell short. So we should be in for a real treat. I mean, I have a hard time not (laughs) not taking Mahomes and the Chiefs to get this done one way or the other. We'll see if Detroit's ready for prime time. We know that Mahomes is. I think Mahomes is five straight season openers throwing three or more touchdown passes so uh i'll ride with 15 but i do think that for anyone that thought that this was going to be a blowout um not so fast tune in on thursday night we should have a great opener between the chiefs and the lions but if i'm only going to need to throw four and a half down i'll probably go with the chiefs but to be honest week one's a graveyard anyways rod I'm going to tread lightly for the first week of the NFL season and not blow the bankroll, hopefully, and not, bottom line, enjoy maybe my favorite football weekend of the year. Opening game on Thursday night, a CFL triple header with the Banjo Bowl in Winnipeg on Saturday, and then we can dive into all our bets, all our fantasy teams, and uh, make the most of the first NFL Sunday. Let's get it on.
0: Yeah, and you didn't even mention college yet. Like, I... I know what it looks like on TV. Imagine being in it. It is insane, how about your boy prime? man. <laughs> hey, how about him? You know, we talked about that yesterday, how he turns off some people because of the bravado, but guess what? He attracts
3: a lot. And they're all in their top 25 team, Huss. In one week, they've gone into the top 25. It is, listen, it is an incredible story. And if you look what he did at Jackson State, um, you know, going in and coaching and getting some top players to come to, I mean, the HBCUs not, not were normally not even in competition with the big Div1 NCAA schools. And Dion changed that. And now that he's at the University of Colorado, a lot of people thought that he was going to be exposed. Well, guess what? He exposed to everybody that he is he's a winner, he's a master motivator and he has a passion level that attracts other great athletes and listen I didn't know much about his kid at quarterback I saw all I need to see in the upset at TCU on the weekend so uh this Colorado team in a lot of ways is going to be the story I mean let's face it college football has been so dominated by the SEC and a couple of other good programs to have colorado emerge as the number one story in college football early on with a personality like deon sanders with the athletes and i can't remember the guy's name the dude that played both ways for him i think he had 141 snaps i mean that's football rod this team love him or hate him i guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people watching the colorado buffaloes when they continue this season and uh, i'll tell you what i like most i mean i was never a huge dion guy But I'm a fan of what he's doing right now, and I'm definitely here for it.
0: Kevin, the medium, writes in and says, Prime Time is the best at selling tickets. He's the best at everything. I'll ask you this in 60 seconds or less. Could could Jerry Jones humble himself and bring Prime back to coach the Cowboys once they inevitably fire Mike McCarthy, which we will?
3: Would Jerry be smart
0: enough to do that?
3: You know, that's a a really interesting question because as I said, Dion hasn't been doing this for a long time, but he has had great results. And I'm not sure what the difference is from taking a bunch of young men, talented athletes at the college level as opposed to going into an NFL locker room and being the guy. That being said, Dion has won everywhere he's been. And much like we talk about college young players, I mean, he can also go in and I think command the respect of NFL players. Um, I'll tell you what, that would be a dream come true for the national football. League. If that happens, I mean, love them or hate them. The Dallas Cowboys are a team that gets a ton of attention. And I think the only way that you get more attention maybe is if Dion was involved in the coaching staff. That is a hell of an idea. And I do think Mike McCarthy is one of the most inept coaches in the NFL and holds the Cowboys back. So to be honest, I don't think it would be a bad idea if you were a Cowboys fan, but we're probably a year or two away from anything like that happening.
0: Right now, we couldn't get Jerry and Prime's heads in the same stadium. One would have to go, and, uh, but I would want Prime in there.
3: Hustler, thanks, my man. Enjoy the football. You got it, Rod. Thanks for having me. And uh, shout out to all the RP Show viewers. I know many of you jump on over to Winnipeg Sports Talk after Rod's done. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you then on YouTube this afternoon. Have a great one and enjoy the Banjo Bowl and a great week one of NFL.
0: Break a leg, pal. Andrew Hustler Patterson joining us from the Slurpee Capital. When we come back, Lucky Whitehead of the BC Lions. He knows, Jarrah. Maybe he's got a take on Prime. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. Welcome back to the RP Show. Uh, Lucky Whitehead of the BC Lions, our next guest. He should recognize that view as a Florida Atlantic alum. Yes, it's time for our CFL Players Association weekly spotlight presented by Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, and Lucky Whitehead joins us. Great Cup champion, CFL All-Star, the man on a bye week. Lucky, welcome, Bob. I love the name, by the way. Rodney is the name. They call him Lucky. Lucky. How's
4: the bye week going, Lucky? It's going great. Just got back home in Virginia with my family. And it's been been nice. Well, I appreciate
0: any time you guys spend some time with us on their bye week because I know it's supposed to be a time for rest. Lucky, by the way, has the fifth longest reception of the year. 78-yard touchdown uh, for his BC Lions. Uh, What do you remember about that play, Lucky? That could have blown the game wide open. What do you remember about that one?
4: Yeah, I, mean, I was just hoping that the quarterback seen me. We had some, you know, the we was we was held, holding up at the front, the front line, and we had some time. Uh, and I, I believe the the corner at that time, when I when I came down the line of scrimmage, thought I was going on the over route. You know, gave me a chance to to slip by, and the safety came out the middle of the field. So when I seen that, I definitely got excited.
0: Well, that wasn't really. Uh... Added va stats that night too for uh, aerial yards, I and mean, I, I just love that guy. It's been quite the season for your BC Lions. As you look back, and I think the bye week is a time for reflection and rest. Uh, how do you feel about this season for your club?
4: I think it's going great. Uh I'm glad that we got back on track, you know, with the win in Montreal. Um, now that we got this bye week, just to get some guys that's, that's banged up, get some, get them back out there, and you know, just for ourselves just everyone get their minds clear and get rested up so we can go back in and, and get this run going before before playoffs hit
0: well overall yeah it has been a fantastic season every team stubs their toe at some point uh you went into ben uh winnipeg and humbled them and then they humbled you guys it happens what what are the lessons this team's learned so far this season
4: yeah, that you can't, you know what I mean? You can't dwell on those losses. I mean, obviously, all the wins, right? This league is, you can lose by any, from any team, uh, right? No team is no no, is, no no lead is safe in this league. Uh, no team is safe, you know what I mean? So, you always got to, as we move forward going into, you know what I mean, going into the, the back end of the season, we got to be, I mean, we got to be obviously well prepared and, and, and start fast. That's That's been our thing, especially when the, our losses this season. We have start started real slow and had to play catch up. So obviously we're better when we're when we're playing fast and playing physical.
0: It's always fun to answer questions from the audience, and we'll do that in a second. We got a few coming in. I'll just ask you this v a has answered every question as far as I'm concerned. Can the Lions win without Nathan rourke? Was that something that bothered v a in your mind? is was that a chip on his shoulder going into the season because he's proven. That you guys can win without Nathan Rourke and him pulling the trigger.
4: Yeah, I definitely, I know he wanted, obviously wanted to prove himself, you know, especially after his whole situation in Montreal. Um, And uh, I mean, I never had no doubt, us as receivers, uh, he has the playmakers around him, you know what I mean, to make make the game a lot easier, obviously. Um, He's a great competitor, a great leader. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to see him going out there and being able to execute at such a high level. You know what I mean? I know he had a lot to prove in that Montreal game. Uh, Like I said, after his whole situation there being let go. So, you know, I'm just super happy for the guy. Uh, Glad he's staying healthy. And uh, we're going to continue putting up wins.
0: Well, Lucky, you've had stuff to prove, too. We all do in life. I was shocked because the first time you were on this show was you were a Winnipeg Blue Bomber, and it seemed to me that that association between you and the Bombers just fit like a glove, and you won a great cup there. What led to you going to BC? Other than maybe a better deal, what led to you going all the way out there to the West Coast and free agency?
4: Yeah, well, I wanted more an opportunity at playing uh, receiver, and, uh, you know, just showing that I'm a complete receiver and not just a return man. And, uh, you know, after the COVID year, I had, I had plenty of time to just reflect and come with my choices and stuff like that. So, at the time, Mike Riley was the was the quarterback here in B.C. And, uh, I mean, he just told me everything I needed to hear as a receiver, right? And and I was all for it. So, you I know, mean, I, mean, I just took a chance, obviously, on you know, myself, and it, and it paid off.
0: Oh, good for you, man. It's worked out, and <laughs> defenses, they know. They better be aware of you are where you are at all times. Kevin the Medium, probably the biggest BC Lions fan I know, writes in and he says, what cool entrance are you planning this year?
4: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we got, a, well, I think, three more home games. Uh, say I got to find something new every week. I'm not sure yet. I kind of I kind of start searching him and, and and trying to figure it out when I'm there. Uh I'm going to try to always do something big especially when playoffs hit. So hopefully we we get a uh, we get some home playoff games so I can uh I can do it bigger this year.
0: Kevin also says uh, lucky one of the best receivers and by far the best smack talker in the cfl so you got to come up with an entrance dance and then you got to come up with things to say to talk smack how much uh prep <laughs> goes into
4: that yeah no i mean it's it's all it'd it be mostly out of fun and love man it's it gets myself going obviously when db start start, start talking out there and uh obviously obviously you got to have something to say back um but yeah the entrances i just gotta obviously the people love it so i gotta I got to, got to keep them happy. And, uh, okay. Well, the trash, the trash talking is easy stuff.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you give us something a lot to, uh, to look forward to when you come onto the field. Now, my, I don't know if you saw the end of our last segment Cowboys fan here, although I'm kind of migrating to the dolphins cause that's where I live yeah, here in Miami. But do you think Jerry Jones, whatever hire, prime time to be the coach of the Cowboys?
4: I think he would. Uh obviously what he's doing over in Colorado is is is, a, is amazing in itself. Uh how he's getting the kids to buy in to his system and program. It's it's super they super cool to watch. And um obviously he has history there. Yeah, you know I mean, and he's and clearly he's a winner, so and obviously they need they need a Super Bowl bat over there. So I think he would uh I think he would definitely consider it.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. Because he got rid of Jimmy Johnson because he couldn't handle Jimmy. And I don't think there's any way he could handle primetime. But how bad do you want to win? And you would know better than anybody because you were there. Because I've been cheering for you since uh, the Cowboys days. So, Lucky, listen, great interview as always. Keep it going, man. Thanks for the time on the bye week and uh, enjoy the fam.
4: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Lucky Whitehead of the BC Lions. And thank you, Lions, uh, for setting it up. Thank you to the well and the CFL Players Association and also our presenting sponsor of it, Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beer. I think I'm going to get one on this hot day for the next segment. We'll be right back with it. It is the RP Show live on Game Plus Television available all across British Columbia on TELUS Channel 924. And now Shaw Rogers Channel 230. Also, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. All right, everybody. We're back at it. We got a sports update coming up here. Uh, it is audience takeover time. We always love that. The text lines open 902-518-3033 for EMJ Marketing. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Sober Carpenter, you saw it on the screen. I got one right here. Ooh, ah. Whoops. You see that, Clark? It's time you got excited about non-alcoholic craft beers. I I know, right? Tastes just like the real thing. This stuff is amazing, especially on a hot summer day like this. Sober carpenter visit their website for a vendor near you. Uh, Speaking of that text line, I don't know if you want to, Clark, or not, but Ward from Winnipeg has sent in a photo, and I'll read the caption here. If you want to post it, you can. If you don't, just say... I'm good either way, but he says, Hi, Rod. Shout out to Lucky Whitehead. When with the Bombers, he took time to pose for a picture with our grandson. So that's sitting on the text line. If you want to grab it and throw it up, you can. If not, uh, that's fine, too. Sports update. Canada will play in the semifinal of the FIBA Basketball World Cup for the first time ever. The Canadians earned the right with a 100-89 to win over Slovenia in this morning's quarterfinal match in the Philippines. Canada faces Serbia on Friday. Germany, yeah, Clark's got it. Throw it up if you don't mind. This is from Ward in Winnipeg. That is Lucky Whitehead. He's just a good guy. The kid looks a little scared. You meet your first pro football player, it can be intimidating. <laughs> but the kid will look, uh, probably already is, looking back and going, what a great day. Thank you, Ward in Winnipeg, for watching and sending that in. Appreciate you. 9025183033 gets us. Get you right to the Florida studio here. So Germany will play the USA in Friday's other semifinal at the Basketball World Cup. Franz Wagner scored 16 points. And Germany held off Latvia 81-79 in their quarterfinal game. Germany is the last unbeaten team left in the tourney. And I'll say this again. We have so many new viewers. I know because they're writing me. Our followers are going up. Our viewership's going up. I'm not a hipster, so if you weren't watching at the start of the show, um, I met a new friend this morning at our clubhouse, Greg, and he was from, from Toronto, but he's living down here in Florida, he's been down here for quite a while, he's like, are you going to watch the game, I'm like, what game, basketball, quarterfinal, Canada, FIBA, yeah, that, no, I won't, no, I won't be. But I said, I'll be checking the highlights, and Canada won. The Toronto Blue Jays, it's not that I'm anti-basketball, but I we can't get into everything. Can't be expected to be an expert in everything. Don't want to be an expert in everything. Doesn't mean I won't cheer for it, but I'm not rushing home to watch it either. Toronto Blue Jays can sweep a three-game series in Oakland with a win over the A's this afternoon. The Jays took sole possession of the third American League Wildcard playoff berth with a 7-1 win over Oakland on Wednesday night. Lefty Jin Roo gets the start for for Toronto against Oakland's J.P. Sears. How about this one? What day is it today, by the way? It's Wednesday? Okay. The yet-to-be-named Toronto franchise in the newly formed Professional Women's Hockey League has signed some big-name talent. Canadian Olympians Sarah Nurse, Blair Turnbull, and Renata Faust have all agreed to terms on three-year contracts through the 2025-26 season. The league opens its inaugural season in January with teams in Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and New York City. And by the way, here in South Florida, every day is Saturday. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. So check out Common Crown Brewing Company. They bring you our sports updates. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment. Featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of them sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. But you can see how you might lose track of days. Shoot, we lose track of seasons. Is it? It's winter? It's going to be a fun next hour. Moose will rejoin. We got Chris Dingman, too. We're going to have fun with him. Stick around after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQE Radio.